Hello? Is this important? <laughs> no, it's not important. Okay, my minutes is free at the six. Call me at the six. <laughs> exactly. You keep your clarity. You keep your focus. You keep your sense of love. And you keep your sense of purpose. Yes, good evening, guys. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Singly Gay Podcast. You know, I want to give a special shout out to all my Judies. How y'all doing? Um, I also want to introduce um, another addition that we added on to the season. You know, my other co-hostess with the mostest, Mr. Siobhan. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> right, that part. Um, so tonight's topic, uh, we are definitely talking about culture shock and in the midst of talking about these things I have another special Judy here I normally will say guest but you know I'm just sticking to my tagline <laughs> 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 but we have a special Judy here Mr. Yannick Noor hey yes. <laughs> hey everybody how y'all doing this is season three episode one you know <laughs> so Mr. Yannick how you doing I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Oh. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely tonight's topic, we wanted to touch on talking about culture shock because of, you know, as being American in a worldwide nation and things like that, it's also other different races and continents and ethnic groups of people, you know, that are out here. And sometimes when you working to elevate your life or change your life, you move into things that can be a little bit uncomfortable. And I mean, like moving somewhere of people that are not of your race or your native tongue. And, you know, that can really be a struggle in those type of situations. So Mr. Yannick, you know, you, you for the people that don't know, right? <laughs> He's not from the US of A. And y'all, y'all will catch it in, in the way he talk, his swag. <laughs> if y'all don't understand what he's saying, I might have to just put the, the letterhead in the caption. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do subtitles. We'll do captions. <laughs> we'll use subtitles like they do in the Kung Fu movie. <laughs> tell, tell it, what's it like, how it was for you? Because, you know, I know you've been here for some years and you had to really get adjusted into American culture, especially another thing, Black American culture is different <laughs> from oh, yeah. African culture. Very, so, very. Yeah. Tell people. Oh, well, I've been here for about 10 years now, and I still get to see new things every day. <laughs> yeah. Come but, on. Um, I, I think uh, your friend does not know where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, so I'm originally from Cameroon, um, West Africa, and I came here 2010. It was so different for me. I came in, the, I think, the beginning of fall, September. Yeah, uh, you came when it was getting cold. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you came from sun. Exactly. And you was like, we about to just push you <laughs> in this cold ass weather. I yeah. got it. <laughs> so one of the really big things that were like I was like really shocked and like surprised was the English, like how you spell uh, things. Yeah. Uh, because when I came here, I think around September, yeah. 
then I did not go anywhere. I can, I don't know anybody. Everybody goes to work. You stay home by yourself. Then when I started uh, going to school, I went to Massasoit Community College in Brockton. Okay. Now when I started going to school, um, my professor, my English professor, gave an an essay to write about 9/11. Oh. So I'm like, I'm not from here. I don't know anything about 9/11. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, write any like disaster that has happened in your country. So I wrote about it and I submitted my paper. And when she returned it to me, she's like, you need to go to um, downstairs for them to teach you how to spell. Oh, the e- what's it? The e- ESL classes? The yeah, e- yeah. 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 So, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So when I went downstairs, they were like, um, yes, yes, this is not. Then after about 30 minutes, they have been greeting me like, where did you go to high school? Mm. Where are you from? This is not how they spell stuff. Then one of the tutors came and like, oh no, this is British English. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is British English. So they had to go to the Oxford, this Oxford Dictionary and so all my spellings were right but not just here mm. yeah so like there are some uh, words that instead of I think Z we put S yes yeah right. then like the other words that we like color we spell color C-O-L-O-U-R mm-hmm. but here they spell it C-O-L-O <laughs> we do not need no you <laughs> we talking about color we ain't talking about coloring you but color <laughs> Uh, so what was that transit I was going to ask well, what was that transition like from learning the different spelling and having to switch that alternating how you how you write during that time period like how was that challenge for you it, it was really challenging it was really difficult at times when I when I'm excited or like I want to do something I just switch to auto mode and I start writing from where I'm from. I have to catch, have to catch myself yeah. and do it all over again. It was really difficult. And even my English, and there are certain things that we, certain words that we use, it's British English, but we don't have the British accent. Mm. We don't have the, the same words, like a car, the the trunk, yeah. we call it boot. But you mm. tell somebody there's something in my boot, they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" It is like you said that people put a boot on my car. I'll pay my note. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I don't get my ticket, honey. Right, right. Like, you know, it's just certain words you just have to be, and it's crazy, like how you like breaking all of that down and how they had to teach you how to rewrite and stuff like that. Because the funny thing is, we do do that here. And for us, because it's called, you know, code switching. And you, when you in business markets and corporates, like you can't, I can't send an email, yeah, girl, because you should have, because why would you, and I can't, it's like, listen here, Sally. Um, <laughs> I would not tolerate the way of your tone of position and voice of life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading my emails back to myself like I still don't mm. talk like this. Who mm-hmm. is who is <laughs> what, what is going on? Because I know how to speak, but this 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 thing. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if I'm sending an email to maybe a supervisor. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to like rethink, like choose my words really really uh, 
carefully to send email because yeah. um because what one one other thing when you are joking with somebody right mm-hmm. and you say oh i'm just joking i i did i never knew i, I never knew about i learned it from here so <laughs> in, in camera like you the person automatically, automatically knows that you are joking you don't have to say just joking oh no you gotta let us know because your joke is fighting words <laughs> Just want y'all to know. <laughs> Somebody jokes. <laughs> Can be fighting words, okay? So you gotta break that down, really break that down for me. Cause I'm like, you should so you, oh, so you were joking. Got it. <laughs> I see you. Okay. And it, I really like learn um thanks to the friends that I made here. The first person that um really integrated me into the community that um really uh, having around me right now, Shamir. She was the fir- he was the first person that introduced me to the gay community. Oh, okay. yeah. So you ain't y'all ain't got no gay community over there. No, we did, oh. but it was like yeah. I have a question. So my because I was actually gonna get into that of understanding what was that shock like for social shock? Like what? How did you get acclimated into making friends? Or did you find people that were from even Africa or from somewhere that is close to where you're from to make you feel a little bit comfortable when you got to America? But that's the most surprising thing. After I became independent and free to do my own thing, I I don't have any African or Cameroon friends. Yeah, that's a surprise. Exactly. So if they're not my family, you don't know. I don't know them. I know a lot of them in New York. <laughs> New York. How y'all doing? No, it's it's not it's not like I'm staying away from them. Yeah, just the, you don't run across them. Yeah, it, it's exactly. If they're not if they're not my family, I you will never see me hanging out with a non-family member who is Camonian outside of the Camon party. It is. I don't think it has yes, ever happened. I probably need to go visit. I've never been. Well, I've never been out of the U.S. today. <laughs> I got some places I want to go to. Yeah, you you you've moved to Canada. I mean, Canada is across the street. <laughs> Canada is across the street from Detroit. That to me, that don't count. Like I've been to Canada. Like I've been to Windsor. Windsor is cute. You know, that's where you go when it's cute. You know, you go and you party. You know, Canada's nice. But I've never like if I want to go to a Jamaica, Hades, or something, um, Australia, Germany. Like I've never. I want to go to those places, you know, but plus I got to get my passport first. And two, I had to wait, you, you know, folks from the hood, you know, when we have a bad background, background. from being young, I have to wait years for certain things to <laughs> fizzle, okay? And I could go ahead and start applying for a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> so, Yana, go back into the story of yeah, yeah. bringing this, you into the yeah. What is the um, social um, shock? Shemir was the first person I met who was gay and openly gay and having a good time. Because in Cameroon, I I had gay friends, but it was like not you. You cannot be public. Oh, damn. I was just I was gonna ask that, but I'm glad you said. Yeah, that. you cannot be public. It's all covered. Everything you have to act like a like a like standard man. straight man in the, in public. I had gay friends, but when I came here, and I was like, oh my god, 
This is heaven. <laughs> I said, can, shit, I can be myself. Damn. I can go to a gay club. I can drink and wear shorts that are almost showing my butt cheeks and have a good time. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know what? You say he can wear shorts that's almost sharing. You no, know, no, no. You said you're not doing that because that's your ministry. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you do it all the time. I don't wear shorts that should depend on how. Oh, wait. He does not wear shorts that show his butt cheeks, just the one that there's no butt cheeks. On to the next. So, on to after doing all of that, you know, no. get into a social circle. So, yeah, it's being good. able to blend in and not find the people of your own. Yeah, at first, um, Shamir um, introduced me to his friends mm-hmm. that. I became very used to and hung around them for a while. And okay. then uh, he was like the person who introduced me to like the club scene, like showing me what to do, like being next to me, like, oh, don't do this, don't go here. And right. he was always around me, even on my 21st birthday. I came here when I was 17. That's so, right, you are, baby. <laughs> I was just going to ask that. When did you actually get to the States? How yeah, I, I got. Yeah, I got. I was seventeen. I could not drink or go to the club. So yeah. So when I turned twenty-one, oh, it was a rap. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, when I turned twenty-one, that was the first time I ever saw a drag queen perform. I was like, I've never seen a drag queen before. I don't know what a drag queen is. I went to DC. I can't. I think the club is closed right now. Upstairs they had like the drag queen performing. Then Hell downstairs you? like ah, like oh yeah, they get like yeah. DC, yeah. See, I, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Then, the, I, as you remember, when I turned 21, the dragon was performing Lord, the song Royals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And from there, I'm like, I love this song. And I, oh my god, this is amazing. I've never seen a dragon before. My first time seeing a dragon in real life. So that was like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> everything was so new and excited. I was so excited. So, um, yeah. So from there, after I got independent, I could drive, I could do things, I started making friends. But like I said, I don't, I don't know why, for some reason, I've never made friends with a Camon that's not my family. Right. Yeah. Even gay or not, I don't know. It, it, right, because well, because part of your family is here, so like your parents are here, right? Yeah, just my mom. Yeah, right. So your mom and if I'm mistaken, yeah, all your mom, siblings. My mom, my brother, my cousins. I have two siblings back home. Well, that's right, because you still visit. Yes, yes, yes. So like once a year, twice a year. No, I've been here 10 years. I've visited Cameroon once. And it was for a funeral. Oh, yeah, 2018. Yeah, but I I don't visit that often. It's expensive to go to Cameroon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't they, know. See, they, they fly alone is maybe you can get a flight for 1500 1200 $1,300. But the thing is, you have to buy stuff to go give people in Cameroon. That takes the that that breaks the bank. Would you say start the OnlyFans for this trip? <laughs> Bitch, um. <laughs> so how did your family so how did your family uh receive you being gay or coming one with yourself and accepting yourself and this community? Right. That that's is that's a story. So I came here before my, my mom. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Massasoit and I was living with my brother, my brother and we were living together. Okay. For some reason, 
he found my phone mm-hmm. and saw some things in in there. Oh. But here's the kicker. He he told my aunt who is here. Okay. So nobody told me anything. They called my mom because my mom was still in Cameroon. Then she had, she had, she also know what this place is like. Right. She has never been out of, out of the country. Okay. So her mentality was still Cameroon mentality. So my mom was like, "Oh my God, my Yannick is going to kill me! I'm dead and everything." So after a few years, she came here. But the good thing is, when she came here, she was living in Vegas with her brother. I like Vegas. Vegas. Is so yeah. Vegas broke her in, and she saw all the stuff and like. So, so she was already welcoming with it by the time she got here. No, no. When she got here, that's when she's like, "Oh, gay people are just like me." Yeah. There's no, no because, in, because in, in Cameroon, right? Mm-hmm. When they think of gay, they think of a priest raping a gay. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's, that's, wow. that's yeah, that makes sense. That's wow. that's the only portrayal of some the you you never see a gay person on TV like Anderson Cooper and uh, oh, Lamar Cox. Eleven Cox. No, yeah. you don't see those. Even if they are gay, but it, they they have a wife and a kid that they do that thing. Behind closed doors. Exactly. Mm. So when you think of gay, just think of all the crazy things, all the uh, pedophiles and all that stuff. So when she came here, she saw that oh, somebody who is gay is just like you and me. They go to school, they have a job, they live their regular life, and that's it. So when I told her I was gay, well, I had it. I had I had a plan in my head. Okay, because <laughs> I was gonna be like, I'm pretty sure you had a plan, and I yeah. want to know what it was. I was like, okay, I work, I go to school, I'm independent. If you don't want to talk to me, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. I'm gone. That was in my head. I'm that's that. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Let me start look. Let me start looking for a house. Um, if not, I might be with a friend. I get my own place. Everything was. I was already playing how it was going to go in my head. Okay. But to my greatest surprise. I told her she was like, "Oh, okay. The only thing I want from you is a kid." So are you gonna give her the kid? Oh well, she's still waiting. I mean, you're still young. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches can get pregnant voluntarily. Yes, my nigga says she's still waiting. She's still waiting. <laughs> she won't well, get one cool. from me. <laughs> so she 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 was accepting, but knowing some um, knowing about gay from somebody else and having it in your family is totally different. Yeah, so true. I had yes, to yes. uh, She kept asking to meet my boyfriend. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have a boyfriend. Just because you're gay, that doesn't mean you have a boyfriend. Not right away. Just asking, <laughs> just asking well, me to meet my. A, that's actually um, for me. It's a shock because that I wouldn't have expected her to be so quick to want to meet you or meet your boyfriend but it's, it's it was interesting for me too. It but I mean I, that's me. understandable but when you think about like how he just explained it once she kind of had already known two if it wasn't for her going to Vegas to already get some of them experiences that trans wouldn't have transpired that way mm-hmm. it would have been something totally different so, but because she had already one took the initial steps, right? Two um, got better, valid information. You know what I'm saying? So for her, 
And I'm pretty sure that it was like, she didn't call, she didn't jump down your back, try to figure it out. She was just like, well, when he's ready to tell me, I will be here with open arms and hearts because that's still my baby. And yeah, mm-hmm. but like, no, most parents do that. That's why I don't, if I get a relationship, I don't tell nobody because my mom and daddy like, someone who's gonna meet the, mm-mm. But the, the craziest thing is, my dad is in Cameroon mm-hmm. and I told him, he did not even flinch. He did not like, oh no, no, he was like, is it okay? Yeah, he said, okay, and wanted me to explain more. Like, is this like the, the question? Is this something you want? I'm like, because you still uh, have some people that think that like sexuality is still a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I can choose if I want to be with a man or a woman, and it's like, honestly, it's not. That's like me trying exactly. to push up on you when you know you like women. Um, but for that, like, I like when it's when they're when they come like that, when parents come like that, I receive them more because for me, it's a teaching. Mm-hmm. It's right. Letting me know that you want to, you want to learn who I am. You want to know right. about me. You so still that, love me. I mean, yeah, you know, and you're not looking at me like I'm some type of person that like, oh, you probably feel like I'd be pedophile like kids and like the fuck I said I'm gay. I didn't say I want to fuck the little kids. The fuck, the fuck, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like I hate when people think that they're messing with these little boys. No, the ones you usually need to watch out messing with little boys is probably one of your family members or the pastor <laughs> and the deacon. And yes, I said all of this on the podcast and I want anybody that's watching, get into it. Because usually the people that people will be trying to pinpoint as pedophiles, literally, the family member and somebody in church. Now, I ain't saying all. That ain't what I'm saying. I, I just said somebody. Nine, the, 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 the probability, members. the probability of it all. It, it's always out of Exactly. The like the people too. you, the people you wouldn't think of. Like, they, they don't do that. It's like, you sure? Yeah. So right now, my, my entire family knows they've made my, they made my ex-boyfriend. And the last guy. The last guy. They met him. He comes to like family functions, he does things, and yeah, and all that stuff. They came to a house. Wait, still? No, no, no. Like Before, when we were together. Okay. Yeah. So we were all like. Also, like if mom was like, oh, "Okay, we having a barbecue. You and your so and so come mm-hmm. over." He's like, "Okay." We'll and even here. when we we got a place, the two of us, we invited everybody. They came, my, uh, my family and friends. They came, and it was our house. That's good. Yeah. So I pray for the days I'm able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that I can't. That's ain't what I'm saying. No, I didn't know I was. I could even do that until it happened. You doing it? I know. Yeah, you are was... inspiration for the people <laughs> in other continents. By the way, it was. It was. It was strange, but it's 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 getting familiar. It's familiar right now. So no, but that's a good thing because you know, like I said to me, I'm looking at it. It's, it's all an educational moment. It's literally. It's a. Just taking the information and receiving it and listening to it, I think that it's literally it's a full circle moment. So the things that have happened to you and for you were meant to happen. You know, you being pushed into a different environment it was very cultural shocking, but it was just like, you know what, I came here to learn and understand, but also I want people to learn and understand me. Because so just being able to have someone that was genuinely was able and willing to insert you into a social circle, which I'm pretty sure they received you good, they loved you, they embraced you. Some, if they didn't, fuck them, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. And then to go on from there and be able to because this is the thing. 
your experience is going to touch a lot of people because for you, you were just open arms about a lot of stuff because when it was a teacher moment, when it was an educational moment, and when you was just embracing whatever this was, because this is what I felt, I feel like this was for me. So, like, a lot of folks in America, I don't know about everybody, when it comes to, like, being gay or want to come out and this and that and stuff, they get those experiences, they still feel awkward. They still feel displaced. I don't like it because I don't understand it. Hmm. What she's a okay that's the freak you scared the fuck out of me because that i don't think that that's what gay is. so it's a lot mm-hmm. that plays into that as you will very seldom hear people say when i came out somebody was nice enough to teach me and show me the ropes to take me here i got the experience experience of you know drag shows and this and that i love them i think it's beautiful i for the first time in my life met a woman that used to be a man and it's just it's a whole different situation so if you was just like Give me, give me more. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was very curious to like see everything at once. Mm-hmm. Like the drag queen, the strip club downstairs, and I made it. I made a couple. Uh, a a transgender woman and a transgender man, and they are together as a couple. That made me pause for a little bit. I'm like. How does that work? Exactly. It works. It yeah, just so I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what do I care? They're living their life. Hey, how are you doing? And move on. Yeah. One of the craziest thing that I just realized after these years, uh-huh. uh, I, I'm, I'm skipping from gay to something else right now. Okay. But you're fine. You're fine. But one of the strangest thing I noticed just maybe a few weeks ago. Africa, but Cameroon in particular, or Africa in general, we don't have homeless people. Hmm. No, they don't. We don't have homeless people. Okay, let me ex- let me explain. All right, there are people in the streets, mm-hmm. and but it's not like I am a capable man. I can work. I can speak. I don't have any cognitive um, impairment. I don't. I. Okay. I you, I'm not fully functional. I'm fully functional, but I sleep. I sleep on the streets. We don't have those. Then I, I was thinking, why? Mm-hmm. It's because uh, where I, where I come from, we we are like family. I don't care if you're my third cousin. If you don't have a place to stay, you stay in my house. You come to my house and we we'll live together. No matter how many people are in there, because you have a roof over your head and you have food, that's good for me. So when I came here and I just realized, oh my God, there's a lot of homeless people here. But in Cameroon, where I've seen like nothing. So that was like one of the one of the things I just realized a few weeks ago and I was really, really, really surprised. For us, we ain't seen nothing. To hear that a place don't have homeless people, that just warms my heart. <laughs> like, and it's not even to be funny, it's just like it is somewhere that could be a little bit better for certain people, depending on the circumstances and the situation. Um, it's definitely always going to be like that because you just, you never know. So when you are placed in a situation and then you remove yourself and you place in another different type of situation and then when you just see and evaluate, you just be like, so I would ask them, even with it not having homeless people, do that is the drugs not as big 
over there as they are here. Like, because sometimes a lot, yeah, because sometimes with homeless people, some of the homeless folks that are out on the street, usually it's because they didn't got on drugs or that, you know, they, they either stole from family or this, that, the third. Because I saw, I understand how in, your, in Africa they're able to, you know, take care of your family. My cousin, you ain't got nowhere to stay. Come stay with me. Whereas here, you can have family and they can have a space for you. But if you can't abide by them, their rules in the household, you can't stay. It, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a difference. And so I was just wondering, is there a drug? Do are drugs heavy over there? Um, and why that it may not play a part in why you don't have as many homeless people? Or it, it depends on the kind of drug. Like when I was there, the the only the only thing that was like really popular that everybody knew about was weed. Yeah, that's, I was just about to say that. That's the reason why they smoke weed. Like, we smoke weed or what? Not me. But the collective over here, we smoke weed. But when you cross that water, friend, when you cross the water, when you say <laughs> yeah, when you, dip, they don't do, they don't do <laughs> shit over there but smoke weed. Weed is it over there. They don't get the other drugs that have been pushed over here in America for us to do with the shit that we deal with. Yeah, it's, it's weed and if your mother or your don't smoke in my house, you just move, go to your uncle or, to the your, bush. or your uncle or your friend or whatever and stay there. Just go to the bush. They don't want you to smoke in the house. Okay, I'm going to go over there in these bushes. Just know, I'm telling you, I'm going in the bushes just against the lion get me. Go in the bushes. <laughs> I'm going to get this pub. So was the, was the music culture shock to you? Was it like, it, or did you still hear American music in Africa? Yes, I I did, but the thing is, the American music that let's just I'm giving example for myself. The music of American music that I heard in Africa, maybe six months old, a year old. Then when <clears throat> when it comes to Cameroon, oh, it's brand new. No, it came out a year ago. The shock was me listening to music that came out thirty minutes ago or an hour ago. <laughs> Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, when y'all, I, I believe, I believe stuff like that. Beyonce off time album for us. Y'all didn't get it into the year after it had already circulated the world. Correct. Mm-hmm. And she didn't already <laughs> did her world tour. <laughs> and then came back, and they still over there like, who's Beyonce? Has she did, did she visit here? <laughs> uh, if she ain't busy here, we don't know. <laughs> and the thing is, in the, uh, internet, uh, you you do not have internet on your phone, right? No, you have to go to an internet cafe mm-hmm. to pay for maybe thirty minutes or an hour. Wait, y'all pay? Yeah, we used to just stand outside and steal it. No, there was no. I was able to. Uh-huh. I went to the library around that time and era. During that time and era, we went to the library. Got a little library card. You got three minutes at the library to be on it. Oh, yeah, you get the library card. You you reset. Out free. <laughs> yep, and reset. Both. And reset. Maybe 2009, 2008. Okay. They think, like, the, the, the business that was, like, really popular in Cameroon was Internet Cafe. When there was no Wi-Fi, it's all um, 
wire. Wire, yeah. There's no wireless. wireless at the time. It wasn't on a wireless. So everyone was opening internet cafe. You have your old hatchback monitor. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go there and pay maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe two hours to go to the internet and listen to music or download the music. Maybe catch you downloading, you pay extra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And watch YouTube or check your Facebook or MySpace. You said Facebook? Was Facebook on the channel? Yes. She was, in, she was in the beginning stages. Facebook? I'm like a child. We were still on like Mocha, Space, MySpace, Black. Well, see, Wing. that's the thing. Facebook was more of um, during Because this was if they started, it, it was, was like, like college. A yeah. Right. It was stuff. a connection and it was on the college tip. And then it started transitioning. And it's in the later forms of before it became as big as MySpace because the folks was dwindling out of MySpace and the Black Planets and the Mihet Days and all of that. So the thing is, when I was in Cameroon, right, I right. had I had Facebook, but I don't know how to use it because I had to go <laughs> I had to go to an internet cafe and, and spend thirty minutes to the ads and. So why would you pay money for something? No, I, I, no, the thing is, I I heard of Internet Cafe. I'm like, oh, everybody keep going there. Let me right. go see what the hell this okay. is about. So when they they had to show me how to upgrade the computer and and go to the internet and other stuff. So they showed me YouTube. I was just sitting there watching videos, and then I tried to open in my space and Facebook. I'm like, what the hell is happening? So I open and I open an account. Right. Then it was just blank. So when I came here, that's where I there was internet on your phone, and you have a, a desktop at home. I had to <laughs> upload my pictures. <laughs> I was about to, he said he didn't know how to do that. I said you had to teach you how to dial up. <laughs> dial up, sweetie. Dial up. They had to teach you how to dial up, friend. So that's that's that was like the like the different like. Oh, okay. oh no, they, they taught us um computer in school, mm-hmm. but it was just there was no internet, so you have to you they learn how to uh create a file, how to create a new folder, and That's a lot Excel and Microsoft, Microsoft and all that stuff. But yeah. internet itself, I don't know. <laughs> is it frozen or is it a surprise? <laughs> I'm surprised. So, when, so when you got here, though, when you got here, you saw the access on internet. Yeah. What was that adjustment like? Oh, like I was it easier out. or? <laughs> Fred, he just said when he got here, it was all on the phone. Did you know he went to town? Did you know? Oh. He did. What needed, what to, be needed done. to be done. <laughs> 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 I did. I, I went to town. Time. I had freedom. You got freedom. What he said was, I messed up when y'all put everything in my hand and it was called a cell phone. But, but the thing is, I came here when you still had to pay extra for GPS. Wait, you had to pay for GPS? Yeah. So I think you had to pay extra for GPS. I was still in Detroit at the time. Pay for what for GPS? So, if your phone comes with GPS, right? Then when you, I when I came here, the, my first oh, um, yeah. Yeah. was Metro PCS. Oh, Metro piece of shit! Shut up. <laughs> hey Metro, how y'all doing? Y'all part of the family with T-Mobile now? 
<laughs> so no, but that was it was they said if you had to if you wanted GPS you have to pay extra. Yeah, so, for Metro you did at that time. For Metro you did at that time. So they gave me GPS for the first I think two or three months for free. Right. I was excited. After two months it shut up. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? So that was, then I switched to Sprint and all that business. Wait, two thousand two was I with at the time? AT and T expensive. Not that expensive. I had AT and T. They were they were climbing everybody's wallet back in that time. Then it was it was still when um if you call if meet um T-Mobile calls Sprint, mm-hmm. you charge. But if T-Mobile calls T-Mobile at a certain time, it's free. So. Something. <laughs> I just remember the times when I used to have to be like, "Hello, is this important? No, it's not important. Okay, my minutes is free at the six. Call me at the six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Call me at the six. <laughs> Call me at the six. I ain't trying to answer when I'm talking. It's gotta be important, but if it ain't important, you don't need me. You gotta call me at six. Call me at six o'clock. And see, that's when I had Sprint. Cause I had Sprint happy. Cause you know, hey Nextel, how y'all doing? Um, Nextel, that was my father. I, I like the chirp. You was a chirper. I was a. Yeah, girl, where you at? Oh shit! You know we coming. The best thing is you're you're shooting on little pieces. Little pieces was the only uh uh phone company then that had unlimited everything. I mean, whoever, it's still the same. You absolutely right, but did you see their phones that they came out with <laughs> Metro Child, and there's no shade to Metro because when they came out, I got them. You know, my bill was like thirty dollars, and I had everything. But, but the only game that was able that you was able to play on Metro was Snake. Bitch, <laughs> that don't mean shit. Yeah, they was the first unlimited. Yep, they they didn't give me nothing. They gave me nothing. And then when they tried to give you a free phone, it was one of those flip phones, and the girls had already transitioned into touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> child, it wasn't even that. Child, we was already transitioning into sidekicks, and y'all want to see you? You give me this. No, but the thing is, right. here I I still saw that as oh my god, this is amazing. Even with all those right. craziness, because yeah. when I left Cameroon, I I had a phone, but my parents did not want me to have a phone. Okay. I don't know why they're like, oh, you're too young to have a phone, so I was hiding it. So the thing is, when it, if you have a phone, right, and you want to put credit, you can go to a kiosk. Mm-hmm. We only had MTN and Orange. They are the two carriers in Cameroon at that time. So you go there, you can say, oh, I know, put a credit for maybe 300 or 300 francs. That's less than a dollar. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you go there, you put your credit for 300. Text is too expensive. So what people say Texting did, was always it's Texting was expensive <laughs> over here. Now, let me tell you, the cell phone game fucked up. When they made texting unlimited before calls was unlimited, <laughs> I text the bitch almost. Text me, sweetie. Don't call me. No, don't call me, girl. Hey, you know, you know what? Now that we going back down this memory lane. This is why couples and new folks that want to date and stuff. This is why they had a and they they have this issue now about conversations because I be I don't mind talking on the phone. This motherfucker always want to text. Like on the phone company because at first texting cost to be the boss. And when they made that shit unlimited first before everything else, that's why motherfuckers is comfortable with texting. 
Remember what you said when somebody called you like, is it important if not coming six o'clock? Yeah, so in Cameroon, right? If something is important, we, there's something like beep. Mm-hmm. They immediately it rings, you turn it off. The person will just say a flash. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your phone just comes on and go back off. You know, or somebody's calling my boy. There's a missed call. That's deep. You're beeping somebody for the person to call you back. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> then when you call the person, you you speak so fast. I'm like, all right, bye. You drop. You drop. I can't. See, people, we learn something new every day on this show. I don't know why y'all just don't come and mess with us. Y'all see this foolishness. I got time. He said that was the beep. Yeah. When the light flashed, that was the beep because they left quick voicemail. Like, no, I'm going to come back. <laughs> yeah, for you, didn't catch all that. I thought I'm still got you. Right, because I'm over here like, bitch, if that ain't shady, <laughs> you cut your phone off and then call, baby. When I came here and I had unlimited spaces, I don't care about the yeah. whole game. I'm like, this is amazing. Because you can talk all day. You can run your mouth. Yeah. That's when the, I remember that time. That was when the girl used to tell me, oh, well, I'll call you. Wait, when your minute's free. <laughs> I got Metro PCS, girl. I'm unlimited. You keep calling me. Call okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> even, even now, I come across some Africans who say, oh, I'm going to beep you. I'm like, oh, God. Just call. No, you just call me. We we free over here. <laughs> what the fuck am I? Can possible call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> if so you question, want to how, how was the fashion as a culture shock for you? Like, what was the like fashion? the fashion from being in Africa coming right here and the looks? Yeah, the way you dress. Uh, you know how United States of America they influence the dressing up in every country. Mm-hmm. So, so I was already used to. But the thing is. Here they have male and female clothes, and they have their separated. Yeah. You, somebody can go out of the country, purchase a good amount of male and good amount of female um, clothes. You know, I think here the whip, the male or female jacket, the buttons are in different. Yeah, but the buttons are different. Yeah. yeah. In Cameroon, we don't care. I'm glad y'all don't, because guess what? <laughs> I live here and I still don't care. Not that we don't care. We did not know. I had my cousin wore a female jacket from Cameroon to America. <laughs> he had no idea it was a female. It was a female outfit. So he so when he came, he was like, everybody kept looking at me in the plane. Well, I thought I was fly, so. Right. You know, he was wearing a female jacket. Was it dope as fuck? Did you take a picture? <laughs> that was maybe eight years ago. <laughs> I'm just look, look. If it's fly, I'm rocking it. <laughs> female, male, or not. I'm, let me show you how I'm gonna wear this. Then even his sneakers were all female sneakers. He had, he, yeah. Oh, he had on a whole female getup, and they was probably looking at him like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, was it that it wasn't fitting his body properly, or it was fitting properly? But the, the thing is, here, if you see a female jacket, you know it's a female jacket. Mm-hmm. If you see a female shoe, you know it's a female shoe, even if it's in the men's section. That's why when the gays be trying to wear, uh, what was that? What was Beyonce's and their mother's uh, little coke line? Uh, Darian House of Darian. Darian House of Darian. 
Yeah, so you know when they baby fat was the shit back then when they do them little cute little coats with the fur and shit. And when you see a boy wear it, it's like that ain't, <laughs> that ain't made for you. <laughs> honey, honey, sweetie, sweetie, that was not made for you, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie, that was not made for you. It was not made for you, and you know it wasn't made for you. Don't say, oh, I just figured it because I mean it was in my section. It wasn't. You look, <laughs> you looked for that. Cause you looked for it. I know what you did. I know what you did. But <laughs> I've learned a lot. I learned a lot too, friend. Even, you learned a lot. Even the food was so different. But when my mom came here, mm-hmm. she was going to every restaurant with her um cup of pep- uh, pepper and salt. Oh yeah. To put in the food. That's how you do it. She'll go to any oh, restaurant. So she's bringing her own seasoning. She'll bring her own seasoning to put in the food. Then I just realized that you told me that it's it's somewhat normal. No, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't let her tell her. No, that's not normal. That's <laughs> no, normal for her. No, some people don't everybody, think it's normal. Everybody don't bring their own said. seasoning. <laughs> everybody got their own seasoning, but sometimes when you know when you want to serve restaurants, even if you're not. For the way my family's grew, because my family is originally from the south. You know, I grew up up north. I grew up up in Detroit. Um, for us, depending on where you, you know, you you gotta have your fixings in your bag. So if you order something that you like, Mm-mm, just missing something. Hold on. <laughs> no, you gotta. Now, what I will say bag. is normal. Hot sauce in a bag is normal. Hot oh, sauce. Nah, I would put on hot sauce in there. Everybody will pull out. Somebody will pull out hot sauce. Somebody got hot, hot sauce in that bag. Oh, that part. So, so did you like say, American? Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask. Did you like the um, American uh, fast food? Um, having that as an option, as you know, probably it not being much of an option in Africa, where you got your Sonics, your Burger King, your Wendy's, you got oh, your we, we don't uh, have, cheese. We don't have none of those in in Cameroon. I came here and ate like the fresh fast food, like. At, from the grill, it's still hot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, this is it. Because in Cameroon, right, it's expensive. And then when they, when they, when they, when they make it, they put it in the fridge. When you come to buy, they warm it in the microwave and they give it to you. Yeah, and here is opposite. It's like opposite from from in fact, Africa in general. Right. Fast food is cheap over here. But it's expensive yes, back back home. When you see somebody say, well, I'm living the life that eating a lot of junk, yeah. then they they all um um natural home home um, homegrown and home cooked food, that's a cheap one. Where they like when you say the poor people or the middle class eat, mm-hmm. which is healthier mm-hmm. than going to eat Burger King, buy uh a pan of pizza for maybe Converted to American dollars, maybe twenty dollars. Cameroon, France, it's a lot. I mean, but I mean, the food is over there is healthier, so I mean, it would be a lot. Even though it's still junk, you have to look no, at no, like they, 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 the money to buy the large pizza. Right, it will cost maybe fifty thousand francs. I don't got that many friends. Wait, here it's a um, hundred dollars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Vince already said I ain't got the friends, bitch. I ain't got the friends, bitch. Which I'm not gonna do. Exactly. And then you got gonna turn me. around and you 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 ain't got the US dollars <laughs> Because the reason why I don't got it is because we about to go win. See? And hot chocolate. And hot chocolate. Say was they see and hot chocolate. I say see. A hot chocolate. Come on, Frank, give us one. Yes, y'all already know how I do. You like games? You don't like games? You don't like play games? That was a real question. That was a real question. Yeah, it's crazy. Fast food is more expensive, and you get over 30,000 fast food, which is about maybe. Fifty dollars or something. Right, look, I'm not yeah. paying that much for no food. It's not even that that good. So yet again, I ain't paying that much for no food. <laughs> Anywho, back to the people. Y'all know how we do it here. It's time for tea and hot chocolate time. Hold on, I got a sip for y'all. Yes, yes. Have you ever played tea and hot chocolate? Yes, no, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. No. Oh, I break. I break it down for everybody. So we're just going to ask either myself or Siobhan. I'll probably let Siobhan do it, child, because, you know. Um, uh-uh, so- you got it this time, sweetie. <laughs> you got it this time, <laughs> Look, pick. look, Fran, me neither. I'm just going based off the conversation. So, you know, the way okay. T-Hot Chocolate works, we just ask a couple questions. Um, if you feel like it's true to it, it's very factual. It's tea, just, you know, it's punk hot. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah, don't touch the soul. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, if you feel like you know, it's just a a shitty mess. <laughs> call it hot chocolate. Just a mess. It's hot chocolate, you know. You, you let us know. You you know, elaborate. Um, <laughs> elaborate. Elaborate on um, you know your reasoning of your choice of mm. answer in response. <laughs> Alright, go first. Let me see. Okay, you ready? Go. Question number one. Cause Fran gonna say question number two. Cause I'm gonna get question number one. <laughs> <laughs> so question number one. Uh do Cameroon got better fashion than America? Oh, that's chocolate. <laughs> All these guys say it's chocolate. No. That's not chocolate friend. No, I don't that's think so. Chocolate. It's not it gotta be if they get on a plane with girl clothes on. <laughs> right. That I mean. <laughs> my only why I say that is because the way that you guys do handle your fashion, it doesn't help those who are trying to travel into the states. So it kind of, you know, doesn't really. You no, know, but the thing is, the way we are trying to handle American fashion, mm-hmm. because. Our fashion is uh, African wear, uh, African print, design, and other stuff. I think we have, because we have. Mm, let, let, let me speak. I'm waiting. <laughs> We're waiting. I think we have varieties and better design than here. Here you have the same clothes, but cut in different. Uh, different ways, different box, exactly. But we have different fabrics, different prints, different designs, and so so on and so forth. Some of y'all be looking like IKEA though. That's just my opinion. 
is the fake one that, that was made here. Still look like Ikea. No. <laughs> <laughs> because if you if you if you see like an original African wear, okay. you're like, yeah, that's that's beautiful because the design and the fabric, somebody who knows how to put the colors together. I've seen some. I, when I see those, that lets me know you put a lot of love into it. Like that's how I feel when I see different African garments, like where everything flows, the colors, the textures, the shapes, and everything. I'm like, you put some love into that. See hot chocolate. So you also discussed about you know social circles. So in spite of being inserted into American social circle, and then you had already had your social circle over in Cameroon, like tea hot chocolate was America's social circle better for you than it was over there? Because you know, because you said that was more family based. So yeah. I think you gotta say tea hot chocolate in there. Yeah, I think tea because um, I got to discover myself with the American social circle, although. Some of my friends from Cameroon are here and we are still friends up to today after 10, 11 years. Mm -hmm. But I think with the US America social circle, I got to discover myself and know myself more. And also you was sharing your culture with us. I love when people share their culture with me because you know it's like that, you know, it's the right. I feel like you don't have to, but I love like because I've like I said, I've met different type of people that are African descent from different countries and stuff like that. Like, I had one guy I was messing with. Fine guy. He was real fine. But he introduced me to Fufu. Mm-hmm. If y'all ain't never tried Fufu, bitch, y'all don't know what y'all missing. That <laughs> <laughs> shit is motherfucking good. I ain't even had Fufu. What can make you Fufu? You know, you know how to make Fufu. Yes, I do. been making it. Look, I got don't, one. Don't I got me. I'll make yeah. a I gotta see hot chocolate. It is, it's, it's hot chocolate, okay? It's, it's, yeah. it's so good. You gotta try it. You gotta try it. You gotta try it. Go visit me. I'll make it. I'll make you fufu. You sure? You don't even make. Wait, what was the meat that he also did? The way he did it with the sauce. What's what he told me? Was it like partial? It couldn't have been goat. Was it? Oh, that is Camo. We eat. I, I'm eating snake. I'm eating um, porcupine, antelope. Um, None of those make sense to me. But I know, I know it was a particular <laughs> animal. I was like, what? I'm not eating that. He was like, no. He said, before you put all that in your head, you just take this with the sauce. And he's like, you have to try it. I was like, I guess I'll try that. And you tried it and, you, it was- and your ministry was touched. <laughs> no part. So tea or hot chocolate? That's the final question. American cuisine or your hometown cuisine? Is that which one is better? I think see my hometown cuisine any day. Because we have a lot of varieties. We have so many different food that do not even look the same or even cook the same. We eat every we eat the entire let's say somebody is cooking a goat you if you kill the goat by yourself we eat everything we don't throw away nothing why you eat the whole body yeah we eat the skin we eat the intestine we eat the feet we eat the head every I'm single gagging. thing i'm gagging yeah and the thing is we kill the goat by ourselves you hold the hunt and and kiss, that's how you explain it. 
<laughs> With that being said. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. I think if you ask another question to end with a different. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I ended off on the funny. This about to end right here. <laughs> but no, as always, I definitely appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on Singly Gay Podcast and just to talk to us. And shout out to my guest, my Judy, my hostess with the mostest, Mr. Siobhan. Yes, y'all gonna see a lot of him. A whole yeah. lot of him. If this first season go right, y'all most likely y'all probably catch him on the next season. Cause after this, I'm just gonna have to con- put this bitch in the contract so she'll never leave me ever again. Um, <laughs> that part. <laughs> that part. But also we want to take thank our special Judy that took the time off to come and talk to us about his American Yay. experience. Because y'all know I like to be very cultural around here. You know, thank Mr. Yannick oh, Moore <laughs> for coming through tonight. Like, this has been so thank amazing. You. Oh, yeah, I, Look, I thank y'all for thanking me for coming to the graffiti wall. Look at this. <laughs> it's going to get extended. Don't worry about it. I'm working on some stuff. But yeah, but you know, it's just it's amazing. It's, it, this is season three. I'm like, season two was better. Season theory is getting greater and greater because there's more things, yeah. more things that's coming. There's more things to be seen and not heard. But I just want y'all to see it because me and Siobhan have been working a lot this year. We have been collaborating. A lot more stuff is coming. Like I said, this is just the first episode. I'm not going to talk about it as we drop it and y'all just be able to see it. You know, just see what we got going on and what we cook in. There's no budget. There's no I do see through. Mm. It's a difference. Mm. What mm. you say? You're showing a bunch. So let's be real here. The situation shows everything. No, no. It was no. showing. No. X was out. And we ain't talking about me. 